Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. There is nobody in America that predicted this start. You know, when yeah, you look no. at the Vegas over and under was I think four and a half. Wow. Uh, it's it's absolutely he's done a tremendous job of really Getting these kids to believe, getting these kids to buy in, and uh, really driving this program forward, and it's it's actually fun to watch. I mean, it's a lot of new, lot of new cliches. I mean, there has been zero case studies for anyone who's been able to flip the roster as Mel Tucker has been able to do, and then have the success. It's one thing bringing the players into the program. It's another thing of having that cohesion and allowing those players to get along and then not only having uh, a fun with one another, but ab- absolutely getting together and actually winning games together. You know, I think winning does <coughs> cure a lot of ailments in life. And at Michigan State, you can see it. I mean, it just seems to get better and better with time. Uh, they, they're starting to breed, you know, overtime wins. You've got playmakers, and right now you have Kenneth Walker III, who is leading the nation in rushing in week five, as well as Jaden Reed, who is leading the nation in all-purpose yards. So we got playmakers galore. Well, I think, I think winning, what winning does, and I think it's really important, is winning, winning validates everything that you preach, right? <laughs> yes, it, it does. It validates yeah. everything that you preach, right? You teach, and you, <clears throat> you don't have to be good in football. You just have to believe that you're good. And I'm not talking about Michigan State. I'm just saying just in general. In general. Right? You're talking about like Little League stuff, too. Little All league the way stuff. down there. Little League stuff to my son's, you know, Little League, Dearborn Heights Raiders. Shout out to Dearborn Heights Raiders that won, uh, <laughs> won their Little League game. But it's about believing. It's all about it's believing. It's about the process, and it's about believing that you're good, and it's about that mindset. And so when you're a coach and you preach, uh, you preach certain things day in and day out. Day in and day out, they get validated when you win. Oh yeah, and, and for him to turn the roster over the way he has, and to have so many new faces, and to really uh, allow them to gel, it's a, it's a credit to him if you think about it. Without question, yeah, With, without question. And and you look at even Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh who took who took a lot of a lot of heat, uh, who many were hoping would leave, and and move on to greener pastures. Uh, who took a quote-unquote pay cut so his assistant pool could, uh, t- could, could get bigger, um, who's done a, really a good job. He's done a, a great job of rallying the troops and getting them to buy in. He has his quarterback playing, they're running the football, they're playing good defense, and you've got to give him credit too. Absolutely. Yeah, Michigan, yes. they're, playing, they're playing great football over there. You look at the win that they had on the road – in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, a place they haven't won. I, I can't remember when the last time Michigan won. 1946. <laughs> in Wisconsin? On the road in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, 1946. It's, it's been a long time. I don't know if it's been quite that long, but it's been a long time. I'm, I'm telling you, 1940, Stats. Wow, that's nuts. That's I'm just, crazy. I'm just joking. That's you crazy. Actually, you actually believe that? No, I don't believe anything that you're just, saying I'm right now. Kidding, but it's, it, 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 like, either way, it's been a long time. That's it a might tough feel place like 1946. If, if you're... Wolverine fan right now it does feel like that long. And this was a very strong win. It was a big win. Uh, very impressive. I mean, you got to give them the credit. Going to Camp Randall, win. Um, but when when we talk about the Spartans, right, we look at what they've done. If you think about after week five, right, for them to be five and zero, oh, to be ranked eleventh in the country, two and zero in the Big Ten, who would have thunk it? <laughs> Only the guys in that locker room. Brian, you know that. Like, and that's one thing that Mel you just Tucker call me preaches. Brian. Brian, that call is your Bri- name. Call me Brian. Wow. 
right. <laughs> I don't want to say Kobe Bryant. Moose. Moose. There we go. All right. There you go. Moose. Thank you. The people in that locker room believed it. And, and that's one thing that they preached there. That's is, all that matters, though. Yeah, the, let the voices on the inside be louder than the voices on the outside. Look at this highlight when you look at Jaden Reed catching this punt return. See, we haven't Which had that the, gun. I'm sitting with my son Nick House. I'm going to take it to the house. Take it to the house. He's like, what's house, I mean, that, that's, that's Derek Mason right there. 19, circa 1996, 97. It's been a long time 95. since we had a player like that in East Lansing that can flip the game like that. That's the first offensive touch. For Michigan State of the ball game. Opens up with a kickoff to the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, but then they punt the ball and Jaden Reed, boom, scores on that punt return. Yeah, if you look at the first three possessions, 21 nothing came out, put their foot on the throw. And Western Kentucky, um, regardless of their record, is has got a fast tempo offense, throw oh, the ball man. over the place, very hard to defend. And and Mel has, you know, talked about bend but don't break and and I thought actually while they gave up four hundred and eighty yards passing <laughs> I, that's a lot of yards and through the air. No, no, it is. There's yeah. no question. But when you're when you're going at the speed that they're going, um, and the way that the pace that they're playing, five weeks later to be ranked five and zero oh for the first time since two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Really, really says and speaks volumes of where the program's at. Yeah, I mean, 2015, that's a year when Michigan State actually made it to the college football playoffs. And you look at players like this, Kenneth Walker, K-9. When's the last time we had a, we had a kid like that? I'm, I'm talking vision. I'm talking breaking I, I, tackles. I mean, you're, I'm you're, talking, you're talking. I all, mean, he jump cuts like Cedric Irvin with more speed. He he has a durability and, and strength. I'm talking like a two, a two to seven yard gain. I'm talking in between the tackles. I'm he leads the nation in rushing, Brian. Outside speed. The nation. How can we critique this young man? No, no, no. It, all critiquing <laughs> is positive. You can't, we can't critique this. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying in in, in general. This is a generational type of player in Kenneth Walker the third. We call him K nine in East Lansing. He, Why is that? Because he wears jersey number nine. His name's Kenny. Kenny from the block. Well, why K nine? K nine. K nine. That That's mean? like a dog. That's what it means. <laughs> you know, you ever heard of Spartan, Spartan dogs? dog? Spartan, Spartan dog. Yeah. Don't get me going yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Spartan dogs understand what we're talking about. We say that K nine. Has all the qualities of a Spartan dog, and look at what he does when he gets the ball. I mean, he, he finds a way to, to. He looks. He has great vision, and then he looks at the the defenders and says, "You know what? I'm faster and stronger than you." No, but was it last time we had a back with that vision, that uh, acceleration, that uh, uh, that drop yeah. step, that cut? That I mean, I, turn a two to seven yards, turn a seven to thirteen yard gain, bounce to the outside. We haven't seen that in East Lansing in a long time. Long time. We I haven't mean, seen Jaden Reed. Back. We haven't seen Naylor speed like that on the outside in a long time. I'm gonna answer you. It's and say, been a uh, while. Like, like never. I don't. I don't think we had no, a guy like this. I mean, this. Le'Veon was had all those moves. Probably lacked a little bit of that speed. And, and with all due respect to Le'Veon, it was a tremendous great back. Still is a great back. Yeah. But we haven't seen that in a in a in a while. That burst. That burst. That burst. That exactly. And that body control. And able you, to dive the, from exactly. six yards out and not drag any you, knees, and no, listen, no, no thigh board. Ladies nothing. and gentlemen, if you understand anything about football, it's that burst. It's that being able to dive to break that first tackle. It's to turn that two-yard gain into four, into six. Like, people don't understand how important that is to move the down and distance. When is the last time we had a back like that? I don't, it's flat-out demoralizing to a defense, just so you guys understand that. Defensive players are, are trying to tackle this guy, and, and he kind of he lulls you to sleep a little bit with a little hesitation. Like, I might be going inside. No, I'm, I'm going outside. And, and, and now you, you got to get on your horse, and you just don't have it in you by the second, third, fourth quarter. It's, it's too much to ask. For a, for a lot of defenses, so we're glad to have him on our side. That was awesome, Brian. I'll tell you, he's done it. Nice done take. A, I don't know what you were thinking of right there with that look on your face. It was awesome. That look in my face was like, <laughs> it was like no shit. <laughs> That's what it was. I mean, 
he's, he's done a great job. Uh, I thought, you know, the, the bend but don't break defense has done a great job. I thought the the D-line played very well. I thought the O-lines played very well. The speed on the edges, you know, we haven't seen speed like that in a long time. Talk about that D-line, though, a little bit. You got guys like Punisher, man, Jacob, man. Those guys are getting after it. It was a tr- tough loss in Drew Beasley. You lost him in the uh, – is he uh, for the, the, year? the Nebraska game? No, no I, if there's a guy that's going to come back, it's going to be Drew Beasley. He he will make it back if he's able. But right now, you know, it's it's not. He's not on the. He's not playing. He's got to mend a bit. But Panashuk, you know, had four sacks against Nebraska. Comes back with two sacks against the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. He just finds a way to get the quarterbacks down. Michigan State's doing a phenomenal job of pressuring quarterbacks and getting them on the ground when they need them the most. How does Panashu when how does he, how is he able to play for twelve years though? <laughs> how does that happen? The, I don't know how he does it. I, it. Well, you know, I think that there's a part part he, of this he, is he this, got his to brother. MSU in two thousand eight. He, he has How's a brother there? that also had the name Panashuk, who. Was playing with the Carolina is that Panthers. Where I'm confused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So people think that it's him, and they're like, "Oh man, this guy's been here for 42 years." No, he's. I think he's in his sixth year, uh, due to the COVID deal. But you know, he's. It's all legal. But I'm telling you, like, like the swag, the confidence, the the belief in the process, the system, the chopping. All the stuff that Coach Tuck talks about is, it's real. It's real. I mean, these kids, and the young, I hate to call them kids, but these young men have, like, they're, they've bought into everything that he said. And I, and I also don't think that we've given enough credit to, the, to uh, Thorne, the quarterback. Who Peyton I think is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. I think he's got, you know, one pick all year. <laughs> yeah. Protecting the ball. Making decent decisions, excellent decision making, and he's managing the game and making big throws when we when we need him to make those throws. Spreading I the mean, ball around a little bit now. He he started connecting a bit with Speedy Naylor in the past week, which is something that he has to do because everybody's going to try to key on Jaden Reed, and you know they have great chemistry. Uh, Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed. High they, school together. Yeah, little league, seventh grade. They've been that long together. Oh yeah. Oh wow! <coughs> Excuse so, me, but yeah. yeah, they go back. COVID, <laughs> Delta variant. You okay? I'll be all right, Brian. All right, thanks. Just checking. But they go, they go way back. I mean, they're they're. <coughs> they're COVID. Can we, can we get can we get some water? COVID. Yeah, no COVID. Delta variant. No, we're good. <laughs> Just checking. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. That's all. Oh man. How many years do they go back? Cough, cough, again for us, please. Just I'm fine now. <laughs> ah, cough. No first more cramps. We, first, hey. we had a, first we had a cramp. Now we have a cough. We have a di- Brian, the cramp was diagnosed to dehydration. The co- get him a water. Mm. There we go, right there. Look at that. The water will determine what we're dealing with here. I'm not a doctor, but we're gonna determine. What <sighs> there we go. <laughs> we know what the sweats. We know. We know what the sweats from. That we do know what it's from. Oh. We the very shine, similar to forehead, what the cramps from. That forehead. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It glistens. It's okay. When you're five and all, your forehead can glisten. You're good. That's not a problem. <laughs> That's not a problem at all. Absolutely not a problem at all. So right now, you- MSU, five and all. All right? Five and all. 11th in the country, two and all in the Big Ten. Yes, sir. Heading to Rutgers. The Greg Schiano led Scarlet Knights. Give Three us your, and two. Give us your thoughts on this right here. Hey, this is going to be a good game, I think. I think that, you know, you got some bad blood coming in here with Greg Schiano saying that, you Before know, Before we get into the, blad, uh, man, the bad blood, something. talk to me about Greg Schiano, who's a hell of a coach. He's an outstanding <laughs> he is a hell of a coach. coach. 
He was at Rutgers, you know, back in the, in the days, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, before proud coach, I mean, strong defensive mentality. And, and then he got lured away COVID. to the NFL. You're still choking up. You okay? No, no, no. We're good. All right, good. To the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he failed miserably, Brian. NFL's a different game. But we, you know that. He failed miserably there. That's Nick there. Saban. I'm just telling you, that's what happened. And you know he made some. He made a little, you know, little little moonlighting uh, down in Columbus with Urban Meyer, who we'll talk about next. Almost got the Tennessee Ur- job. <laughs> hey, Urban, we going Herb. Hey, hey, we'll get to you what? next, Herb. Herb, what are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're Herb. What? What okay, you, listen, man. What you, hold on. <laughs> Pan away from Jason. Give me the camera. <laughs> Herb, what are you doing? <laughs> You're an NFL coach. We're gonna come back to you in a minute. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go back to Jay. Okay, you had, okay, you had to do that. Herb, <laughs> Herb, come on, brother. Anyway, so Shiano almost got the Tennessee job. Right? Yeah, he did. He did. He almost got the Tennessee job. It didn't quite work out for him because uh, someone said that he was a part of the. Penn State deal. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it, it was, was. Some, it, it, man. Somebody threw some serious salt in this game. Made no sense, but I think it was for the better because he really does belong. The natural fit for Greg Schiano is at Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. They love him there. He's built the culture there. But him saying that he owns, you know, certain words and mantras that uh, are being used at other universities, I think it's a, it's it's taken a little far. And will be locker room billboard material. So Shiano uh, took the, kind the, of a shot team. at Tucker. Yes, he did. You know, I mean, Greg Shiano kind of took a little shot at Tucker. And uh, let's roll that tape right there. Tucker using the keep chopping slogan. Any reaction to that? You know, we've been doing keep chopping since 2005. And uh, Dr. Kevin Elko is is um, the person who gave it to me. He actually gave it to me in, in 1999 when I was at the University of Miami. Didn't just give it to me, he gave it to our whole staff. And uh, it's funny how things get tucked away and then come out. And um, But that's become much more than a word in this program. So we're, we're really, you know, live by that. That's kind of our big part of our culture. Did he have the nerve to say tucked away? He also said, "What? It's more than words." Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Boy, very, very chief propaganda over I'm there. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know. I mean, you ain't Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit away from with Alabama. All due respect. He's red and white, though. <laughs> Fine. No He's problem. Yeah, it's not a script A. It's so a, it's Chippewa it's Valley. But I mean, you know, like. Uh, yeah, that you know, I uh, that's a direct shot at Tuck and the program. It is, and it, when you say that it's more than words, and that's our culture, you know, you're insinuating that your program is is built on words. He's calling it bull jive, yeah, right? He is. Isn't that what they say? He's calling it bull jive. He's saying that whatever they're doing up there in these lands, and it's just words. They, you know, we we've had this. Tucked away, Fair. quote unquote. Tucked away since 2005. I said he learned it from somebody back in the army. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but basically he's saying you stole it, Tuck. He's trying to say that the Michigan State Spartans saying keep chopping the whole motto that that's been going out on social media over the last few weeks was stolen. Like like somebody can actually own a phrase like that. I, I remember people talking about keep chopping when we were playing. Why? Why would you do that though? Why would you say that? Yeah. Why would you say that? You know, he's you're coming off a, You're coming off a fifty-two to sixteen loss, <laughs> and you've done a great job. I mean, listen. Let me tell you something. He's an outs- everybody that I talk to in the game has a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Coachiano. Um, Urban Meyer, Urban, Herb. We're gonna get to you, buddy. Hold let's hold Urban out. But like what 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 it, tell me what the mindset is of, of coach to even want to even engage in that conversation. Uh, 
You know, I mean, hey, listen, he's trying to get his team riled up, I guess. Uh, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Um, or he wants to kick the hornet's nest, which is what he's doing. Yeah, but, you know, you're like winning is hard enough. Okay, winning a game is hard enough. Ask Dan Campbell that. I mean, it's winning is <laughs> winning is very difficult. Why would you want to give anybody else bulletin board material? Ask and Robert why, Sala. Why, yeah, uh, fine. We'll ask Robert Sala. He knows. Yeah. I mean, NFL, it's hard. It's, it's hard to win. Yeah. Why would you even want to engage in that conversation? Uh, like, I actually thought when I read that New Jersey, uh, that the reporter that wrote the article, I actually thought it was a, a parody at first that he's doing an investigation. I, I thought it was a joke. I really did. And then I read deeper in, into it, and, I, and then I saw Coach's comments, and I was stunned yeah. that he would make such a comment like that. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy to say something like that. I mean, you are inciting a riot. Uh, so I would expect to give him exactly what he's looking for on Saturday at noon come kickoff. He's going he gonna to find out where the culture is today. I don't care where it started, where he thinks it started, or who stole what, wh- where it's at today. That's what matters. Let's, speaking of culture, let's just change some culture here. MSU social media game. I mean, if you, if you understand recruiting and you understand uh, social media and you understand everything that MSU is doing, you, you have to walk away very, very impressed. Okay, you have to talk. Like, you have to look at, first of all, the deep waters, right? When, when, when Coach came out and said, and pardon me if I flip the desk over, and I throw my microphone. But when Coach came out and said after the Miami game. Read it. Quote, we have trained in a manner that will allow us to do that and have confidence in a tight ball game, Tucker said. We want to drag them into the deep water where we live with the strain and the struggle and the pain and the pressure, the weight room, the discipline, the attention to detail, all those things. That's where we want to be. Like, I'm 47 years old. Yeah. I'm a grown man. When I read that, I want to punch you. Yeah, you should. I want, I want to put a uniform on, and I want to go hit somebody. When you <laughs> talk you that way, right? and if you played this game, if you played this game and understood what that meant... It gets the juices flowing. Because you understand <clears throat> what it takes to play this game at a high level. And that's and it, what it takes. And when you get a head coach talking like that, and when he tells his players that, and when you win, when you win, you buy in. But when you talk about dragging them to the deep waters, okay, I think I, I just – that just – wants me to flip this table over you know what that what that's insinuating right i mean that's prey that's like the hunter that's like that's the the alpha the the in the jungle right you see those uh like gators and sharks and you know hell gorillas i I don't know a lot a lot of the, the killer animals out there that's what they like to do to their prey. They, they grab them the and they, they drag them into the deep water, into the mud where they're uncomfortable. You want to get, you want to take your prey, the things the, that you're going to eat, pressure. into an area where they just can't survive. I mean, that, that's like, like if you played this game and you battle and you battle and you battle, like you understand what that means. Mm-hmm. You do. If you, if you haven't, it gets you excited and it gets you pumped up, and it does. But when you battle and battle and claw and fight and fight and scream and, and punch and claw and, and come out victorious, like you know exactly what that means. I mean, that's I can't even explain to you what that means unless you played this game. That's, I, that's breaking I an really opponent can. down. That's re- how you break an opponent down. That's, that's, that's it, Brian. I mean, you, you felt it before in your life playing at every level that you've played at. I felt it before. You know, you you feel it. You feel it today in, in business. You take people to where they are uncomfortable, where they are not used to being. 
and that's where you but then but then you pull in now the student section right <laughs> that's and where the, you eat. and the student section names it the deep end yeah okay and now you got everybody bought in right now you're having you're having students talking about the deep end now this whole student section now is named the deep end and so now you have 50,000 students <laughs> right that are going to this game kind of like the Izone yeah but but, a but bigger on steroids, version of it yeah mm-hmm. that understand how much they mean now you got them bought in that you guys are going to make a students you're going to make a play for us right we do not want <coughs> opponents do not want to come into the deep end right the closed end of the south end zone where you're at since he's brought that out how many uh false starts have there have there been about four yeah yeah because they know now they have ownership of the game yeah. they know they can make a difference just like out in uh, Seattle, the 12th man. This is it. And you talk about that deep end, and now you give ownership to the students. The social media game is absolutely brilliant. And then you, re- you, you don't rename, but you reintroduce the stadium. You reintroduce the stadium, which I remember. I can go back to, I remember when Golden uh, Pat Rowe called it the woodshed. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, I totally remember. And you come out with this video. This video about the woodshed. The woodshed. A place unlike any other in the country where physical football happens. You're a double mouthpiece game. You play against us, you're going to have to pay a heavy price. We need to send a message that we still don't have respect and we still got a chip on our shoulder. Place where fans go crazy. Uh, with this game being a night game, uh, I anticipated being being pretty loud. This is the woodshed. An opponent's worst nightmare. So, so you name this thing the woodshed, right? And everybody's wondering, what is this deep end? <laughs> and after the Miami game, this tweet, this video pops up. Hey, and we took him into the deep end. Yeah! And that video, that video validates what he's been preaching when he's been talking. That's Take right. him to the deep end. We took him to the deep water, huh? Yeah. Did we take him to the deep water? And and yeah. And he's building this culture. He's 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 you know he comes up with uh, this uh, relentless right hashtag and relentless and then keep chopping as uh, Greg Schiano wants to uh, take claim for, and then and then you have all of a sudden the whole state the whole country is trending hashtag tuck coming tuck coming tuck coming. You know what's and amazing th- to me. Is that you know you have the power of suggestion on steroids now because you have the ability to use social media. You know before you know you could only talk to your team during those during practice hours. That was it. Whatever Coach Saban said to us during after practice, dur- before, during, and after practice is all we heard. Now it's a continual. You know you're you're hearing the voice. You're seeing the messages. It's it's being inundated into your brain constantly because it's on your phone you're taking coach with you on your phone you know your girlfriend's talking about coach your your your, your, your girlfriend's sweet talking about everybody's coach. talking about coach every everybody's talking you're, about you're, coach. You're ma- everybody's saying you're coach coming you're married no, I'm ta- as a player brian oh, okay. calm down I'm, jesus I'm sorry I just, as a player I you can't get that. away i know i know i'm sorry calm down all right you're I'm, having you're having a, a i'm calm I'm in the deep end, Jason. I'm calm. <laughs> yeah, you're in the deep end. All right. So you can't get away from the messaging nowadays, and he is using it to perfection. He's using it to perfection. That's what he's doing. I love that. Like, coaches should take notes and see this. No, no, no. 
Don't let them. Don't take They're not allowed to. They can. He's daring them to because nobody can do it like he can do it. That's why. There's the difference, Brian. He's not afraid. There's no secrets here. There's no KFC original recipe, something like that. They're hiding. Ain't none of that. Why do you call me Brian? (laughs) What is your name? I don't. You don't know. That's not wrong. Your name is Brian. It's Moose. Imad. Moose. I'm sorry. Moose. Moose. Or Imad. Moose. Imad. All right. Imad. Moose. Thank you. Check it out. The guy's using Twitter, Instagram masterfully. That's all I'm saying. Masterfully. That's it. Absolutely masterfully. He's he's actually like building a culture around. And and listen, when you're (laughs) 5-0, people listen, right? So you can build that culture. Right now is a great time to build that culture. But you're even having, you know, you're starting to begin to see, uh, you know, Shirts and apparel being sold. Tuck coming. Tuck coming. I love it. The hashtag of Tuck coming. Tuck coming. Get your shirt. I got conceptsapparel.com. one. Conceptsapparel.com. Conceptsandapparel.com. There it is. I mean, I actually went. I don't buy. I don't buy a shirt to anybody. <laughs> I went and bought, you bought a shirt. A couple, yeah, I got some hoodies. I got me a shirt. Shout out to boy, our boy Jay Green. Jay Green. Spartan dog. Flint. Flinttown. Yep, yep. And I mean, <laughs> you got you Look got. That. I That's mean, cool, right there. Smoking cigars in the back. Because he's he understands this this social media. Do you see the lighter on that boy right there? That's a lighter. That's a big lighter. It's a sweeter. That's a sweet lighter. Yeah, but you see, like uh, he's got to be eighteen and up in order to smoke tobacco. <laughs> I mean, he's building a culture here, and he's getting everybody to buy in into what he's saying and what he's doing. <laughs> and, and like to me, you win when you do that. I mean, you absolutely win when you do. When you walk into West Bloomfield, Ron, <laughs> Ron Bellamy's backyard. Oh boy! Somebody <clears throat> hired by by John Harbaugh. Oh, Jim Harbaugh. Excuse me. <laughs> right, and you and you pluck Dylan Tatum right out oh, of. Man. Oh man! My. I I think that Jim hired. But, Bellamy, Ron Bellamy, just if for the. If any of you just, know anything about recruiting, just to get Dylan Tatum, as demoralizing as that can be, as a dagger to the heart, when you hire the high school coach from West Bloomfield, and the star, the four-star recruit commits to Michigan State or to another school, that's a dagger. No, folks. no, no, Michigan State. That's tough. That's a dagger. That yeah, is he, that, he didn't that commit is to Tennessee. He committed dagger. to Michigan State. For the I'm, record, that's I'm, where he went. I mean, it's just it's it's a so he's doing all these things. He understands exactly, uh, uh, you know how these things play out. Did you see him this weekend though, Dylan Tatum? Man, he had the little you know he had the Paul Bunyan pose too. He's already ready. He's he's a he's a young dog in waiting. Got to sign young him. Young dog in training. Got to sign him. Got to sign I like him. The, I like. I like the old Paul Bunyan pose he hit when he was playing against Clarkson. He beat them too, but that's that we can a talk about game. that. Jimmy Miller, Jim, shout out to Jim Miller. Jimmy Miller's son uh, played quarterback for us at Michigan State. Plays at Clarkson. Yeah, and him and Jimmy I were talking Miller. all week. Jim Miller, we're gonna have Jimmy on the show. Yeah, we got to bring Jimmy on. Jimmy, we it's a tough loss for your boy. We uh, oh, but he's got a lot of football in front of him. Yeah, a lot a whole of football. Lot. A lot of football, and he's got a lot of genes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That play the league fastball, his father. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, it's uh, <laughs> exciting stuff. Mel Tucker's done a hell of a job, no question. Now I, I want to ask you, you know, if we can get. I don't know if we have any. If, if we have the 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 next picture, ready. Which one? No. For for Brian and his. Uh, Comment, do you feel vindicated now because of all the things that you were saying before, uh, you know, about waffling flake? You, if you can recall, if we go back to February of 2020. Why are we bringing that up right now? Uh, man, you had a, a lot to say back then about um, a head coach from Cincinnati by the name of Luke Fickle who was 
slated to be the next head coach at no, Michigan State. Whoa, 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 whoa. And no, no, that's not true. That's you. This is you. It's trustee. Who's that? It says trustee. Michigan State football can't force somebody doesn't, to come It doesn't here. say my name. No. Come on, right? Hey. We're, we're, we're not. I was. What? <laughs> you, you were the one. I was talking in generalities. I wasn't talking about a particular head Did coach. you not go on a radio show and We say, got the guy we wanted. I know we did. We got the guy we wanted. Ultimately. Yes. No, no. We got the guy we wanted. When you look at the the interview, the recruiting plan, we look at the, the, the guy that knew our depth chart from absolutely. our first and second string, uh, knew how to recruiting plan in the 300-mile radius. I have no I'm not saying that had anything to do with you. Alan but Haller. You were the one. You were I'm the one give, who I'm going to tell you right now. That. Alan Haller has been part of the last two hires and led the last two searches. So yeah. hiring Mel Tucker belongs to Alan Haller and Bill Beekman. Without question. It, Without it, belongs question. To, it belongs to him. But you went. Listen, there was a time when Brian. We don't want a waffling flake. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's what don't. you said. It's not about any particular coach. You said a waffling flake. We don't I mean, want. We have, well, look, look, we got Izzo members that were, look at him, uh, owed to you. Look at that. That's got that's nothing a, to do with me. That's a scary kid right there. That's got nothing to do with that me. That was everything to do with you. We want a, we want a coach that, that would walk here. Mel Tucker would have walked to Michigan State. Absolutely. It's that simple. We don't, we don't want a waffling flake. No. We don't. I'm not talking about any other particular coach. Luke Fickle. We, we don't want a waffler. We want a guy that wants to be here. Mel Tucker would have walked here. We there's got the no right question. guy. We got there's our no, guy. There's we nothing. got the guy. There's nothing to feel vindicated about. Thank God about. we got this guy. Okay, but let's let's be very clear. There's nothing to feel vindicated about. What, why not? Because we got the guy we wanted. Okay. We got but the you, guy we wanted. Okay. I, it's plain and simple. You're he not was, answering the question. When you talk you're to the committee. You're not answering the question, Brian. What's the question? <laughs> Do you feel vindicated? For what? <laughs> the waffling flake comment. I don't, there's no, I don't, I don't, I stand by it. Okay. We don't want a waffling flake. As no, we coach. don't want a waffling flake. No, no. We even want if a, he beat Notre Dame? We want a Notre guy Dame? that walks here. He, even though he beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame? We want a guy that wants to walk to MSU, that this is a destination job, that this is his end job. That's who we want. All right. That's, it doesn't matter who it is. Okay. I All will right. stand by that comment 100%. To this day, I will tell you, we do not want a waffling flake. No. Mel no. Tucker would have walked here, and we got the right guy. Without question, we got the right guy. Okay. All right. So what, what, what's the point? <laughs> Moving on. There, there, look, there, there's your boy. Yeah! Was that, that was because you. of that comment? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he went out and made that waffle head for you. Not for love. He loved him some trustee Musalam. <laughs> that, that, that is, I have nothing to do with that. Oh, you have everything to do with it. We're going to bring him on the show. Find him. We're going to put him, gonna bring him on the show. <laughs> I, listen, there was a search conducted by our search committee. And when that search came back, led by Alan Haller, your new AD. Love Alan Haller. Honest to God, it was clear cut. Number one. Interview was Mel Tucker. He had a plan for, he knew our depth chart, first and second string. He knew their strengths and weaknesses. He had a recruiting plan for the 300-mile radius. He knew every high school, every area, every region. Mel Tucker coached at LSU, Alabama, Georgia, the NFL. He knows what it looks like, what it feels like to build a winning program. It's, it's really that simple. He's been there, done that, has natties, has some rings. He knows what it takes. So, so are you saying that you sabotaged Waffling Flake in order to get to him? I, I, I wasn't involved in the hiring process. Okay, good. Okay. I was a part of the committee. Okay. You were? No. Okay. I got you. All right. I, I commend Alan Haller. And Bill Beekman, who led the search. Hats off to them. Absolutely. That's why Alan Hale is your new AD. That's exactly Mark D'Antonio. That's exactly Mel Tucker. Mel, that's why Alan Hale is your new AD. Moving on to Michigan. 
Your favorite topic. Yeah, absolutely. Play great. They went in the old look at that, man. They went in the old Madison, Wisconsin. And uh had them a day. Thirty eight to seventeen. They knock off the Badgers in Madison. Here's some highlights. And hits him oh, right in those goodness. ribs that left. Four ribs. guys weren't blocked and that's there. That's where he was wincing when he but. I mean, I'll tell you, nice let's, let's be honest. Shot. I mean, Listen, this, is, this is how you get quarterbacks knocked out of games right They here. did. They brought in their second string. And uh, hats off to Michigan. They're playing hard. They're playing well. They're running the ball. They're playing good defense. They went into to Madison. Say what you will. This is not your typical Wisconsin team. Uh, but they went on the road, took care of business. And you got to give them credit. Do you Col- think they have a swagger? Do they have that swagger that they that they need to have in order to win the Eastern Division of the Big Ten? You know, I don't know. I don't know if they have the swag. I know they're quietly five and zero. I think it's probably their quiet. quiet? It's their. It's to me. It's their. Why do you say quiet? Because I mean, they're very loud on social media. I, I don't. You know, they're loud I'm everywhere. The chirping that's going on to me about them oh, being five and zero because the, uh, the the WalMarts aren't out. No, they're not, not out yet. Quarterbacks playing. Walmart's are hiding. But I, I think they've been burned. They've been burned. I think the Walmarts have been burned way too much. I think they've been down this road before. I think they've been four and before. I've had September Heisman. I mean, they had all those things. And I think, uh, look at them. Look at them. See? Yep. yep. During the, the jump around in the fourth quarter at Madison. Look. Good for them. That's That, you know that doesn't look humble and quiet. They, they deserve Brian. that. Listen, they deserve that. They, they, what, listen, anytime you go on the road and you quiet a crowd and you beat their ass, you deserve it. Let's be honest. Let's talk football. Forget that it's Michigan. We can't. We can't. You know, if you're if you're a Michigan State Spartan, what are you thinking about? If you're if we you're watching that. If you're watching that and you're aspiring, you're thinking October 30th can't come fast enough. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking October 30th can't come fast enough, and you're also thinking that Tuesday. Who's going to be at inside the locker room? And we got confirmation that's going to be Mark D'Antonio. Ooh. So Coach Mark will, D'Antonio will Coach be here. Coach will be joining us on inside the locker room that it, Tuesday, it, the 26th, I believe, to discuss the rivalry. It the, ain't over. It ain't never going to be over. Talk about how he changed the tra- trajectory of the program. But that's a long way away. We got to go one and all this week, one and all the following week. Odds that both teams are undefeated come October thirtieth. You know, I think Michigan has a tough game going into Lincoln. I think Wisconsin, Nebraska is a little bit better than advertised. They played Oklahoma tough. They played us tough. They put a whooping on Nebraska. The one game that really confused me was the Illinois game. How they played? You mean they put a whooping on Wisconsin? Not Nebraska. No, they put a open on uh, Illinois. Oh yeah, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, yeah Illinois. Yeah. So I think I think no, no. I'm sorry. They lost to Illinois. They put a open on North Northwestern. Yeah. So and they played Oklahoma tough and they played us tough. So I think I think uh, Nebraska is a little bit better than advertised. I think Lincoln's a tough place to play on a Saturday night. And you know as well as I do, going on the road in the Big Ten, playing at night, it's a tall task. So oh, it'll be very wow. interesting to see how they respond uh, in Lincoln Saturday night. But, you know, if you look at the, their next two games and you look at our next two games, you know, all, all I can say is we should both be favored. Should, should we go into those games undefeated each team? Yes. Uh, but, you know, as well as I do, you got to play the games, right? You, you play to win the games. Yeah, you play you to win the games. You have to play. So the likelihood of both teams going 6-0 and heading into uh, uh, East Lansing on October 30th, I don't have any extra tickets. Nobody call me. That's 7. 7-0. Uh, no. Oh, 7-0. Correct. 7-0. Wow. <laughs> Was that, when's the last time they were both 7-0 <laughs> heading into that game? Stats. We got to get the stats on Next that gen. one. <laughs> Next gen stats. If you would have told me Michigan and it was and Michigan State would be seven and zero heading into their opener, heading into their game in two thousand twenty one, what are the odds of that one? 
that's low. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and I think that's what all the fan, you know, both fan bases are looking forward to that. They'd love to see it because each of them would love nothing better than to have the first loss be to the opposite. Listen, credit to Jim to the rival. Credit, credit to Jim Harbaugh. Credit to the program. I think Aiden Hutchinson is an outstanding player. He has really played well. And they have, in my opinion, are, are quietly 5-0, and right? They started out not ranked in the preseason, no hype, no ballyhoo. And uh, I think, uh, you know, for them to be 5-0 and quietly, us to be 5-0. and Do we have that uh, tape on Aiden Hutchinson? He's good. We played it. Yeah, we played it. He was – he's a player now. I mean, he's got to be accounted for. He's yeah. a top ten pick. He's a hell of a player. Oh. Hell of a player. He's got a motor. He won't Quarterback's quit. coming around. They're running the ball really well. Question becomes is when you put it in the box, can he can can he drop back and throw the ball? I mean, that's going to be the question when you play against them. But that's not our focus. Our focus is Rutgers. Their focus is Nebraska. And uh, you just got to go one and zero each week. I mean, really, what it boils down to—that's what it go. That's what it boils down to. Nothing else. Moving on to those that Honolulu blue. Lover Lions culture check. <laughs> Here Sheila we go. Ford. How'd that go? Owen Ford or Dan Campbell? Oh, man. So, yeah. Go ahead with Sheila. Oh. Lions oh, fans. Sheila. Calvin Johnson here at Ford Field. Calvin. Oh, man. You know, that's got to be hard on her. Without question, you could see, you could see it in her face, and that there was emotions there. Like who, who wants to get booed by you know fifty thousand plus people? Like I mean, that, that can't be nice. That just can't be fun. I mean, they're no. they are a, they're a wonderful family, and you know she took over the team and she has day to day control. And that's got to be hard on her. Honestly, I feel for her. Yeah. How can you not? I mean, if you're a human and you have a pulse, you, you have to feel sad. Sorry for her. But, you know, the fans, this, is, this wasn't really a personal thing for Sheila. I, I agree with that. It wasn't personal. This is more about, you know, the, the family, the ownership, the decisions that have been made by the Ford family. Let's go back. It's, it's Calvin Johnson, yeah. $1.6 Dan Mulebach, cut him on his birthday. How many? How many? They got. We got time and time again. You're you going all the way back to Barry. You got. There's a lot of lot of issues that have happened. A lot of these decisions that have been made by the Fords that people just just left scratching their heads, saying why. And looking at this roster, the way that it's set up, as we talked about weeks ago in the preseason, this is the worst roster in football. Period. In pro football, it is. There's just no doubt about it. There's not. There's no talent uh, that you can say we're trying to win games or try to make a run at the playoffs. You can't say that with a straight face in Allen Park. There's no way. You, you want to know something? <clears throat> and I'm probably the one of the biggest Lions pessimists that I've always been. I like Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan, I'm endless. I'm gonna tell you what. I just. I've been around coaches and understand coaches a long time, and when he talks, he comes across as so sincere, so matter-of-fact. You like his clock management? That's a problem. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, he's not the only one. A lot of head coaches have clock management problems. They got 20 different coaches in their ear. 
you literally have to hire somebody to manage the clock, manage the timeouts, manage the two-minute, manage the instant replays because they're hearing 18 different things going through their headsets. So, you know, clock management's always been an issue for a head coach. I think it's more of the, the I, I, I like the aggression on fourth down. I mm -hmm. like it. You might not have the personnel to line up and go, go at it, but I, I like it. But, I mean, I like his candor. I like how honest he is. Yeah. I like when he speaks, he's speaking to the fans. And when he speaks, you want the truth? When he speaks and you're listening to him, you say to yourself, all right, he understands how I'm feeling. There's a lot to be said about that. Oh, yeah. When, when, when Contricia, Contricia got up there, or Patricia got up there who thought he was Bilicek and just you know, gave nothing burgers all day and talked about nothing, mm -hmm. that infuriated the media and the fan base. But <laughs> Dan Campbell, when he talks... You you feel like he, feel, he yeah you feel like he feels what you feel, but and, his hands are tied. Well, I, I, they have a rebuild. It's been a sixty-year rebuild, <laughs> rebuild, but you know, but but like I think he understands. And when he's talking to you, he feels your frustration. He really does. When's the last time we had a coach get up there? And, and, and just say some of the things that he said about Mulebach, about going for it and fourth down, about his personnel. I mean, you just don't see that nowadays. No. You Wayne see, Fonts. You see robotic. Here's some highlights here. Yeah, I mean, you just I see mean, coaches just... get up there and give you robotic coaches speech and doing their job because the NFL requires them to take a press conference and because reporters need to fill up their articles. But I kind of feel that Dan Campbell – Relates very well to the media and to the Detroit fan base. Now, is that going to translate into wins? I don't know. <laughs> if I had to guess on past history, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, how about that pass up on Justin Fields? And uh, as his, in his second start, has himself quite a day against the Lions at home. I'm okay with passing on Justin Fields for Penesol. I'm okay with that. You're okay with it. Yeah. But that's is the all, fan base okay with it? That's all that matters, though. Will the future be okay with it? That's I, what we don't know, Brian. I am not convinced Justin Fields can get past his first and second progressions onto his third. Are you saying he's dumb? No. I'm just saying the offense that he grew up in <laughs> was not yeah. built to get to your third progression. He looks, he looks awful good. He looks pretty good. He looks great in the uniform. I mean, but when you he's play, a weapon. When you play a great defense and they take away your first and second read, can you get to that third read? All right? When they're disguising blitzes, when, like they're, the when they're bringing whisper. up safeties and corners and can you can't you tell what the coverage they're playing. Can you get to the third read? Can you, can you, you can't tell what coverage they're playing. That's a big difference. I mean, they're playing one coverage on the front side and a, and a different coverage on the back. It's crazy. The NFL is full of disguises when it comes to secondary coverages. That's why they eat rookie quarterbacks alive. Alive. That's, uh, that's what it's about. I think, I think it's too early to tell about that. I think, I think Panay Sewell was an outstanding draft pick. Uh, what are they going to do with Panay Sewell? I don't know. That's that the part. Like He's playing better on left side. Yeah, I, I what, mean, that's what they're notorious for. What's going to happen? They draft guys and put them in different positions. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, I don't. I, I, if I were a betting man, I would have to guess. What's going to happen is probably what's happened the last 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> if I look at the analytics and I look at my algorithm, it's probably going to be the same thing. They're going to screw it up. They're going to put Penny on to the right. Look, look, in the NFL, it's very simple, okay? NBA is simple. You can get one or two great players, and you can win a championship by accident. But there is no other sports in professional, in all the professional sports, where the structure of the organization matters, where there has to be alignment between the front office, 
the coaching staff, the GM, the business operations, the CFO, the scouts. The co- there has to be complete alignment. As Pittsburgh Steelers, as the New England Patriots, they don't win every year by accident. They're not successful over a long, sustained period by accident. You know, organizational structure, hierarchy, who reports to who, cultural alignment matters. And and I think that's in Detroit. That's been the biggest question mark. So they just don't know who reports to who? That's the problem? I just, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I, I, no one knows what the problem is. That's I, the problem. I, I just think, you know, when, when you have people running the show that are not football people, it's hard. Oh, there we go. When you have people who think they're football people that are sitting in a room watching film as mm-hmm. if they can dissect personnel, that's a big problem. That's what happens with a lot of these NFL teams, right? They're just toys for owners. Yeah. They become toys and they get a lot of people there running the show that don't really understand football. You got you got to sometimes That's, turn the keys over. Who 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 do they need? What is it? It's a GM position. It's the CFO position. Is the, where where does it need to be? The ownership I think, position. I think it's pretty clear. What's been one constant for sixty years? <laughs> ownership. I don't. Doesn't Ooh. take. Doesn't take a rocket scientist. Hey man. Who, by mean, the way, they're wonderful people. Wonderful people. I don't think they're selling. Not anytime soon. Fine. I'm just, you're asking me, and I'm telling you. Man, we got to get to Urban, man. You're, 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 run, you're winding us down. Urban! Here. Urban, what are you doing? Coach. What's he apologizing for, by the way? Oh! What? oh Coach. Boy. Coach. Coach. Coach, you know, Coach, we got two minutes. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's 2020-21, Coach. I, coach, if we had camera phones with Jason and I were in college, we probably would be issuing the same apology. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I mean, look at his wingman. That's his wingman right there covering up. Yeah, I mean, come on. The wingman's got to get to the side, though. I mean, come on, man. Come on, That's Coach. Cover up. Coach, you're better than that. We appreciate the apology. We appreciate the distraction. Uh, you, you just can't be out with your grandkids doing that, Coach. You just can't. You know? <laughs> his grandkids. I don't think he was with his grandkids. Grandkids oh, was back at home coach, with Mama. Coach, come on, Coach. Oh, man. That was bad. Owner is not too happy Nostradamus. with him. Hey, let me tell you one thing about that, just wrapping this thing up, man. We touched on it earlier. Uh uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Scott Frost. He's uh, he's he's sitting out there in Lincoln waiting with a baseball bat. In the dawn of the season, it was said that Scott Frost would be losing his job come this Michigan game because of the loss, the early loss to Illinois, and it looked like things were in disarray. But with that performance he had in Norman, Oklahoma, the performance he had losing. It had no reason losing. No business losing, but he did lose in overtime to Michigan State. And then a week ago, just throttling Fitz out there in uh in in in, in Northwestern. Fifty nine to seven, by the way. I think he's primed and ready for a big major upset. If Michigan's not ready, Scott Frost rolls on Saturday and they screw up everything for the big game, the showdown October thirtieth. I think Nostradamus says Scott Frost comes out with a W. Moose's lock of the week. Absolutely disagree. Take this one to the bank. Back the Brinks truck up. The Brinks truck. Michigan laying the three in Lincoln. They will go down to Lincoln. They will win by 13 to 17. Ooh, whoa. Count your money. Right now, you go Vegas, you go to MGM, you pound Michigan. They cover the three all day long. Can we get a black cat on the screen? You can. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us on this week on Inside the Locker Room. I am your co-host, Brian Wasalam, alongside 
my co-host, Jason Strayhorn. It's been a pleasure. Good night. God bless. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 